The Grey Goose, Adventures of a Modern Robin Hood. Catching sight of an old acquaintance reported missing, presumably dead years before, brought the bitterness of my own army disgrace vividly before me. This man alive could have saved me at my court-martial. Barbara, on being told my story, apparently took it upon herself to try and find this man, and succeeded. She arranged to dine with him at Ganino's and give me the opportunity of seeing him. Sure enough, it was Captain Anstey of my old commando unit. I followed Barbara and Anstey to a rather disreputable-looking flat, and with my ear to the keyhole, suddenly realised Barbara was in danger. There was a telephone in the passage and I sent out an SOS to Charlie Austin to get round and help me negotiate the lock on the door. Uh, sorry, Mr. Hicks. Door's bolted on t'other side. Here, look. I'll nip up that staircase and see if there's a skylight or a trap. Do. I'll stay on guard here. I don't think my friend in there will try anything very drastic yet. Righto. Back in a sec. Better have another look-see. Great Scott. What's Ensy saying now? You called out just now, Miss Faversham. Please don't waste your breath. Voices raised in this neighbourhood attract little attention. Please allow me to go, Mr. Coralfi. I'm afraid you've not quite fulfilled the gentlemanly attributes I rather fancied you possessed. Kindly open that door. Certainly not. You'll answer my questions or you will soon discover I have means to make you. Why do you think I have some ulterior motive in getting to know you? Because girls like you do not behave so blatantly. Thank you. But you never know, do you? Please get to the point and stick to it. I'm a man who prefers to know exactly who my acquaintances are. You're afraid of new and unknown ones. What have you to hide? Skylark, Mr. Hicks. Come in. See the old room from there. Good. There you are. Another man there too, see? Beyond the light. Splendid view, Charlie. Wonder who the other man is. Could we raise the skylight a bit? Can't get a word up here. Ah, oh, easy. Let's have no more beating about the bush. I insist on knowing your interest in me and my affairs. Now listen, if you remain obstinate, I'm afraid I'll have to ask my friend to exercise a rather skillful technique he has to make you speak. He's been most successful in concentration camps in certain parts of Europe. I suppose that's where you met him, in certain parts of Europe. What do you mean? What do you know? What do you fear that I might know? Confound you, I was right. You got alongside me for a sinister purpose. You're a spy. I warned you, my friend, to spend time with a woman that was dangerous in our game. Shut up, Imre. Then I'm to presume you're afraid of spies, Mr. Coralfi. Without being one myself, I think I can recognize a traitor and a foreign agent when I see one. Damn you! Uh, and a coward. Let's storm it. Can't let him hit her again. Oh, confounded. We let the skylight fall down. <laughs> Shooting. Nothing else for it now, Charlie. Jump! <laughs> <laughs> Got you, uh, Mr. Uh, What's-Your-Name? Uh, uh, Got yours, Charlie? All sealed up and ready to post, Mr. Hicks. You? 
Yes, me, Fletcher. Well, Anstey or Kerelfi or whatever you call yourself, how's life behind the Iron Curtain? I... I don't know what you're talking about. Strangely enough, I do. I've learned so much in a few years, but I've learned more in the last few minutes. <laughs> I say, have you forgotten your old commando days and all the training you and I had in unarmed combat? You took me by surprise. <laughs> and wasn't that the very first lesson? Hmm. Barbara, take a seat and be as comfortable as you can in this booby hatch. Right, I will. I see there's a drink on the sideboard. Shall I pour one? Do, and get one for Charlie Austin. Charlie, you keep an eye on our beauties while I look round this very undesirable residence. Rodeo. Funny how these subversive jokers haunt dirty premises, just like those nasty things that live under stones. Ah, ah, a safe. Dear Mr. Kralfi, to save trouble, keys, please? Not on your life. Right. We'll make it on your life. Charlie, uh, put a little pressure on the jugular vein, eh? Oh, enjoy doing it, Mr. X. Don't watch this, Barbara, although it's nothing to what you would have had to put up with. Here, here's a, a crossword and a pencil. Amuse yourself. <gasps> Raise your hand, Anstey, when you've had enough. Hands going up now, Mr. Hicks. Good. Now, Anstey, the keys. Here. Thank you. Why didn't you have a decent safe? You ought to know one when you see it. A Fletcher. This old thing could be opened with a tin opener. And why didn't you use one? I rather fancied the jugular vein idea for more reasons than one. Maybe you'll hesitate to punch the next lady you meet, if any. I'll get you hanged for this. What's it all about? Once you nearly got me shot. That's what it's all about. Now shut up while I read some of your private correspondence. Hmm. Minutes of meeting. Plant. Oh, good. Very good. Final arrangements. Dock strike. Instructions to agent Fedor Kiralfe. Good Lord, you sound a very busy man. Well, that's what I wanted. And now, Anstey, Captain Anstey, late British Army, 2nd Commando Unit, we shall talk. I shall say nothing. Charlie? Uh, yes, Mr. Hex. You can still find that jugular vein? Oh, in a brace of shacks. Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll talk a little. You'll talk fast, as much as I want you to. And as they say in the States, that'll be plenty. What do you want to know? Well, I'm not sure yet. You see, I've learned so much that maybe all you'll have to say is yes and no. Firstly, you were snooping round the orderly room that night when the colonel gave me the phony plan. I was not snooping. I just happened to pass and overheard the conversation. And being already a traitor, you picked my pocket that night, substituted the real plan and returned the phony one to the safe. Easy for you, pre-war on our expert staff. You took the knot. That's right. The enemy were pre-warned, apparently by me. Hundreds of our fellows were massacred. I was court-martialed, almost shot, and eventually dismissed from the army. Yes, it was some years before I managed to hold my head up again. Well, you're not dead. What's all the heat about? I've known for some years it was you, Anstey. But it's only now that I've proved it. How? These papers. Your middle European name, Fedor Keralfi. 
Because you were reported missing, believed dead, I couldn't get at you. Oh, no. You were safely behind the Iron Curtain in some dirty hole-and-corner state. As I said just now, crawling round under a stone. Well, what do you propose to do? Oh, it's practically done, my dear spy. You've come to England on behalf of your dirty state as an agent with intent to disrupt certain British organisations. Yes? No. Charlie, sorry to trouble you. All right, damn you. What do I care about Britain? I've seen the other side of the picture and I tell you this. Britain is on the way out. Oh, pity we are not in Hyde Park. The brothers would love to hear you say a thing like that. This missing believe dead business, how has that worked? Well, you may as well know. I mean to. Never fear. Well, I, I did go over with the red. When we reached the objective, they opened fire. I fell. You, like a soldier, fell. Mortally wounded, I suppose. Corporal Simons thought I was badly hit and stopped to help me. But I advised him to go back with the others. Stout fellow, Simons. He was the sort who would have dragged you back to safety. Pity he didn't. What happened then? I moved forward. Moved? Crawled, you mean? Worm? For heaven's sake, Fletcher, give a man a chance. And what chance did you give me, making me play your dirty game unwittingly? Go on. How was it you weren't shot when your dear friends found you? I, uh, I had a code word. Beautiful. Everything worked out to the last degree. I suppose Mr. Hitler and company gave you a great big iron cross and kissed you on both cheeks. What are you going to do with me? Nothing at all. Your papers, of course, will be forwarded to our security office. Your confession will be taken by me to the war office, and I shall be exonerated completely at last. I haven't written a confession. No? Barbara, how's the crossword puzzle? I've got every word down in shorthand. Well, you can't do that. It's illegal. My God, you've tricked me. As you tricked me, instead. Miss Favisham is going away now, and that whole conversation will be typed out and, at our convenience, signed and sworn to by you, witnessed by my friend Charlie Austin, Barbara herself, and your friend, um, Thingamay. I won't sign it. Oh, but you will. By the way, Barbara, you'll delete the jugular vein, of course. Does that mean I won't have another go at the swine? <laughs> Not yet, Charlie. We may have a little persuading to do later in the matter of signature, but we'll leave that till we have the complete typescript. Now, Charlie, we'll have to be a little more resourceful and add to the bonds of our hosts. You start on your pal. What do you intend to do with me after I've signed? Set you free. What? Yes, Anstey. I don't propose to hand you over to the authorities here. They'd shove you up against a wall in the tower and shoot you. Personally, I hate to think of even your bones in the same country as I live in. Where am I going? My dear fellow, this will rock you. Rock you completely, I'm sure. Now listen, you're going home tomorrow evening. Yes, home. You're being given the opportunity of crawling back under your nasty pet little stone. Well, Charlie, I think we've done a good job. Now, uh, the next thing is to gag them. There, that's right. Oh, by the way, I discovered a beautiful Mauser pistol on our friend. I think he fired it at the skylight earlier. Take it, Charlie. And if either of them even cough, plug them. Barbara and I are taking the papers and going to do a little typing. Well, cheerio. We shan't be long, boys. <laughs> Anne.
And so, with his enemies completely at his mercy, Roland Fletcher works towards removing the stain on his army record. How will this affect his other activities as the Grey Goose?